we go. Boom. There we go. We're live. Mike, don't be nervous. I know you're nervous. Every two weeks or so, you get super nervous, and now you're extra stressed. Why don't you tell everyone why you're so stressed? Come on, we're transparent here. I, you know, I'm stressed. I just, I don't know. It, it uh, I perform better when I got a little, little bit of butterflies, little case of butterflies coming into it. So, little, you know, technology issues or anything like that is always kind of good. You know, it's all right. Okay. I perform. I'll perform. Don't worry. The good I got news, this. Your, your hair looks amazing today. Dude, I need, a, I need a haircut big time. <laughs> I need a haircut. So no, 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 don't. It looks really good. You should grow it out long for 2021. You know, you pay a little too much attention to my hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, thanks anyway. Look at this. Oh my God. Look perfect. at this, Josh. We've got people. Look at this. Hey, guys, welcome. Come on in, everybody. Come on, get up front. There's plenty of room. Grab a seat. We've got a very special guest today. Uh, who has, by, by the way, Mike, how's the huh? weather where you are? Is it snowing? It's terrible, man. It's like 34 degrees and rainy. So it's not like where you are. Uh, yeah. So. And how about you, Nima? <laughs> How's the weather where you are? Oh, you're on mute. It's actually snowing, like legit snowing, not like people spit on the sidewalk and they close. Wow. Everything's snowing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just like, wait, wait, look, well, the, awesome. Oh, you're in Fairfax. Well, okay. Well, we got parts of the country getting a lot of snow today. Look at this. Gay is on. Gay's been on. You know, Josh Gay is. Uh, Barton has been on every single one of these shows we've done. What are we? Twenty three, something like that. Twenty two. Do, do we have any attendance surprise uh, prizes? Any clickers you can put? We in? should. Here, I've won. You come to ten, you get the eleventh for free. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's awesome. That's perfect. All right. Uh, that's yeah. Awesome. Look, good to see Eliza, Dawn, Courtney. Courtney's back. Brooks here. A lot of folks from the program. Mike Phillips is here. So, yeah. Shelly down in Florida. Shelly Finkel. Finky. So, <laughs> Finky. All right, guys. Sorry, we're three after. So, let's, uh, everybody's, uh, or the folks have come on in. So, let, let's get rocking. Now, it's just another really exciting show. We're happy to have uh, Nima Samnani here today as our special guest. Today, we are going to talk about sales planning crushing preparing to crush your sales for 2021 right so uh this is the time uh, of year to get ready for next year i know a lot of people are busy uh, with year in uh year in business but we're going to take the time to take a pause now and, and take an hour to go through and think about what we need to do so that we're ready to roll in 2021 um, most what i've you know learned most uh people who are involved in sales are self-taught um, I, I personally have had a lot of professional sales training. I like it. I've read a lot of sales books. Um, and, uh, I, uh, oops, sorry. Uh, you know, and I, uh, I, I take, uh, I've had a di slightly different approach like Josh, uh, and we've taught, we've had a lot of discussions around this entirely self-taught. I was Josh, have you read, I mean, have you read sales books, sales training, you're on mute technology training. Yeah, I have technology training from you. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, no, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm self-taught, hard knocks, uh, you know, roll your sleeves up and figure it out. Right. So, you know, we're kind of the odd couple in that that respect. And it helps when we play off each in other. Lots of respects. A lot of respects. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, and so we've got Nima in today to kind of uh, mediate between the two of us and help us work this out. But we're going to talk about it. And Nima's a professional sales trainer, so I feel pretty comfortable with how this will go today. Um, and uh, But we're, we'll talk about, uh, first of all, talk about sales uh, training as, as a concept, right, and encourage everyone to, to do that. But then we'll talk about a sales action plan. So, you know, what is a sales action plan? Looking back at the past year, you know, your book of business, where'd your business come from? Where are you getting referrals? Are those places you you know that you want to uh, exploit? What kind of customers? Uh, knowing what kind of customers you want to target in the coming year, you know the accounts you want to keep at the same level, new accounts you want to attain, uh, ones that you've lost you want to recapture. Uh, maybe expanding within current accounts. Are you going to go after a vertical niche? Like having a plan, you know, makes uh, a difference. And then creating metrics to track your goals. And and we believe in annual goals and annual plan. Josh is going to share his plan. If he can figure out the technology, he's going to be able to share his screen in a few minutes and show us his plan. Otherwise, he's going to hold up a sheet of paper. Uh, and But we'll do an annual plan and break that down into quarterly and even, you know, even weekly goals. And uh, I think that makes a difference. I talk to probably, you know, 25, 30 distributors around the country every week. And I can tell you that the handful of distributors who really do have a written plan uh, and think through this and plan ahead are the ones who are doing the vast majority of the business. And it makes, you, you can see the difference. I can see the difference when I talk to them in terms of uh, how sales are going. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask, I'm going to turn it to Josh and get your, get your thoughts on today. You're, you're invited Nemo, but I'm going to ask everyone to share their wins. So we do this every time, go into the, the, uh, the Q and a, if you would. And, uh, Tell us what's happened since the, the last time we met, and give us your wins. Uh, or if nothing, if you don't have a win, share something you're grateful for. But we like, we like to hear your success stories. Everyone can look at the Q and A and read those as well. But we'll call out a few. So with that in mind, Josh, what uh, what was your your thought process behind bringing Nima in today, and um, and what what is your win you want to celebrate? There's a lot of questions, a lot of things that you're throwing at me, Mike. I, I'm a, I'm a, I can only focus on one thing at a time. So can we just back it up? No. Uh, listen, right. Nima, first off, thanks for thanks for joining us. We're going to introduce you in a second. It's great to have a sales pro on the call. Not that we're not sales pros, but uh, like you were saying, Mike, we have different approaches to how we go about selling, and there are lots of different ways. Um, I can tell you that one way that is a common denominator for all of us, no matter how you sell, is about planning your work. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today, which is putting together a sales and action plan. And so, Mike, you're going to, I know, put up the poll and ask some people questions about that. Yeah. Um, we're going to share a little bit before we dive into the Q&A, uh, even uh, how, what a sales plan looks like. I'm going to share my screen in a second and how we utilize that plan in our small group coaching program to help people stay focused and drive their sales growth. So I'm excited about today. Right end of 2020. It's been a long year. I know we all need to kind of take a break, take a pause, celebrate the wins, right? But then what are we going to do to kind of gear up and get ready for 2021? So the, the time is really good. So to answer your second question, Mike, about yeah. my wins, I got, yes, sir. Okay, I got a win. Okay. And I got something I'm grateful for. Okay. Okay. My win is a friend of mine who may be on this call sent me Wisconsin brats and cheese curds as a holiday <laughs> gift. Now, have you ever had cheese curds before? Fried cheese I've curds? Had, no, definitely not. Nima, you've had fried cheese curds. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. They're freaking delicious. Yeah, They're freaking like, delicious. Like, I mean, poutine, if you really want to go down the path of just carb coma, yeah. 
Well, poutine is very Canadian. Cheese curds are very Wisconsin, which is where I went to school. So it was it was a nostalgic gift. I really appreciate that, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Um, and that is a win. But you know what I'm really grateful for, Mike, is uh, the fact that we're now on our 23rd webinar that we launched in March. Um, it spun That's out of awesome. the spun out of the pandemic. We've helped so many people with PPPs, PPE, sales strategies, you know, staying positive, building a community. Um, so I really appreciate you. I'm grateful for you as a partner. Appreciate the opportunity to partner up and, and set this up and get it done and help a lot of people. So likewise. Thanks, okay. Josh. Here, let's here's I'll uh, go through just a handful of these. This the win, I love these wins. Paul Zaffran, a twenty thousand dollar event order for April delivery. Way to go, Paul. Paul's in wow, our program. events are back. Paul's in Paul's in the program, so we'll have to get more details on that uh, for our next uh, small group coaching. Uh, Eugene Marsh, two unexpected orders of five thousand dollars each in the last week. Jeff Greenberg, also in our program, uh, first two orders in one week on his new Geiger system. Crushing right. it, Jeff. Crushing it. Awesome. Scott Newland, grateful for business increasing. Uh, Todd Kirkpatrick, Kirkpatrick at Leesburg. All right. Hi, Todd. Uh, Gerald uh, Beret, I have surpassed last year's sales total. This year, that is saying a lot. Brenda Caruso, uh, also in our program, $5,000 order today. Way to go, Brenda. Uh, Nancy Hoffman, two quotes for two large SKOs end of January. Uh, hoping to find the inventory. One is 63000 Wow. Dev remain awesome. $25,000 order for a festival. I love to know which festival. That's that's cool. Uh, Ennis Pepper, is 40 it points. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a lot. So, guys, you can go through these and, and see these uh, uh, if you want to look at the, the Q&A, but there's, there's a ton here. Jennifer Pinto, $9,000 dry bag order. So, Anu, the queen of PPE orders. Uh, she's got more PPE, so way to go. So, all wow, right. We got I'm, a lot. We got a lot. Look at a this. A lot today, yeah. Awesome. You know what? It's interesting to see because we can compare like over the past few months, the the, the number of uh, good stories coming in here is, is, is a lot higher. So that's exciting. So let's go. We've got some great polls and we want to share these with you. So I've got more than more than usual, but I'm going to we'll share these and see how we how we do. Uh, first poll. So, guys, uh, weigh in. Have, first, do you have a written sales action plan for your business? Yes, no or what the hell's a sales action plan? Uh, Mike, the last on this show. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not. I'm this is not the hard stern show, Mike. Trying to be like you. Okay, here we go. Yes, no, or no. What is a sales action plan? So, Nima, can you see these uh, results? Good. Sure can. Yeah. Yep. Good. Okay. Yeah. Keep this in the back of your mind. We're going to definitely want to pick your brain. Okay. Off. All right. So how do? So you know, are interesting. Forty-seven uh, percent. Uh, here, I'll end, I'm going to end this because we got we've got several polls. So we want to try and make this quick. So we'll, we'll share some results. Uh, yes, 46%. No, 51%. And 3% were uh, brutally honest. Like, what is a sales action plan? All right, cool. Um, what formal sales training have you had? So next poll, we're going to talk about sales training. So what formal sales training have you had? Online sales training courses in person? You've read some books? worked with a sales coach, maybe one or more of the above or, you know, none. I'm self-taught. Fascinating. Yeah. Gosh, these are really Josh. good poll questions, Mike. You are smart. Well, thank you, Josh. You're, now you fall, like you said, you fall under, I'm, I'm self-taught, right? So. Yeah. Okay. I'm self-taught. Yeah. We're going to learn something today. 
I'm <laughs> looking forward <laughs> to it. So, I need all the help I can get. Okay. All right. So here we go. Uh, share results. So you guys can see, uh, what is this? Uh, one or more of the above, about 44% uh, of those individual topics. They're all about evenly split. Interestingly, 9% said they work with a sales coach uh, and about a quarter say, you know, just completely self-taught. So, okay. So I'm in the minority. Fascinating. Wow. Fascinating, Josh. So look at that. You can be anything you want to be. I've turned into a sales coach. <laughs> okay. I've got two, two more real quick. Throw these up and then we're going to bring, uh, bring, get into uh, to NEMA. So what's your number one way to generate sales leads? Emails, cold calls, referrals, networking, lead share groups, Vertical niche expertise, so really developing an expertise within a niche, maybe LinkedIn, other, or I have no idea. You won't get these polls anywhere else, folks. This is this is this is high quality stuff here. We've got some of the top distributors in the country uh, participating here. This is great and real time, real time. This is really great. Yeah, interesting. Really, yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm put these up. You're going, you're call. blitzing through these. You're Man, we gotta go. We've got to go. I want to get, I want to get Nima on here. We've got a lot of good stuff to cover. So look, all right. So half the people, number one, uh, referrals, right? So that's by far. Uh, then after that, what do we have? Lead share, networking and lead share groups. Um, email is surprisingly small. That's fascinating. It's only three, three percent. I, I would have thought email would have been uh, near the top. That Targeting is a vertical niche market. Two percent. Two percent interesting that hurts that hurts josh because you know uh, targeting the the vertical mar markets are uh, near and dear to my heart okay so only four six percent said cold call so here's the last one guys last poll uh wow, you're rolling oh we're rocking today so uh where's my where's the poll here you go i'm really curious to know what you guys have to say on this one in particular launch polling here we go what describes what best describes your attitude towards cold calling Josh, you got to be quiet until we're done. Does not work. I don't want the abuse. No way. Tried it, but no results. Some success or very successful, and it's a valuable source of new business. Where do you fall into that? Into these uh, these uh, general categories? Look, Nima's smiling. He's he's just soaking this up. He's loving this. He's laughing, but he's about to pull out his pipe and take a puff. <laughs> All right. All right, then. Okay, here we go. Let's have, I don't know what that meant. Sure. <laughs> Share the rules. Here we go. Last one. So, uh, well, only 7% said, you know, absolutely doesn't work. 16%, uh, you know, don't want to deal with it. Uh, tried, but no results. So, over half, though, said some success with it. And six percent said very successful right so that actually surprises me too based on what i've heard i, I really would have guessed that a lot more people would have been on the uh, soul the, the no way doesn't work doesn't you know i mean you know josh you and i've talked about what's what's your where would you fall under this josh where would you answer i'll put you on the spot i you know i don't want the abuse <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you Right. I talk, I talk a big game, but I'm, I'm really sensitive, Mike. Very sensitive. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I know I just have found yeah. other ways to do it. So I've been fortunate where I don't have to do the cold calling, but maybe that's just my way of, of copying out. Right. Well, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, it, it's the results that count. So you're selling, you know, 
well well past a million bucks a year uh and you know a lot more and it, it works so if you can manage to do that it's whatever works for you i'm a big fan of it uh in a lot of ways so all right well let's, this is a great way to tee this out. i think we've got a lot of information Nima. you've got something to work with you know your audience now but let's uh let's start talking to, to Nima. so Nima. Uh, Simnani, president of Precision, Precision Sales Consulting. I know you work with, you're certified by Sandler Training, the, the, the top training sales training program in the world. Uh, established in 2016, uh, Precision Sales Consulting is dedicated to helping individuals and companies identify, qualify, and close high quality opportunities more quickly, profitably, and consistently. And uh, I know Nima provides sales training process development and just positive reinforcement in this process. Uh, in short, uh, in my experience, Nima is uh, a phenomenal sales coach, a real go-to resource for a lot of businesses. And uh, it is just a, we're, it's a treat to have you on. So thanks for taking the time with us today, Nima, to join us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So let's, let's start. Can you first tell us a little bit about your, your background, just briefly, how did you get started and get into uh, sales consulting and coaching? Uh, mostly by letting down my parents. That was kind of where <laughs> my journey began. You know, first generation Iranian American, supposed to be a doctor, and instead I started a sales training company. And so my family wants me to get a real job one day, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'm 38 now, so I'm not sure that's going to happen. Um, no, the, the, so I think the, the, the origin story um, is not too dissimilar, minus the, uh, the joke aspect to it, is uh, yeah, I, I kind of cut my teeth in medical device, medical device sales. So I was actually on the track to med school did an, a, a post back in immunology at the NIH in Bethesda, next step in med school, wasn't for me, pivoted into the business side of healthcare and spent uh, almost a decade uh, in medical device sales, um, which for those who know it, know it's a pretty uh, uh, competitive and uh, cutthroat industry. Um, mm -hmm. Then from there, that was, uh, for the last 10 years, I've been building businesses. And then I think the old quote about, if you're an entrepreneur, then you're unhirable. Uh, and so uh, I, uh, I, I started a couple of businesses uh, through 2010 through 2014. I was fortunate enough to have success there and then was doing a lot of what I'm doing now for clients, for companies I was an owner of. And then so when I had my last transition, I just said, well, let's go out there and do what I'm already doing, except for do it as precision sales consulting with the uh, Sandler methodology. So that's kind of the high level overview of me. Okay. So... Um before we're, we're going to focus today on the sales planning aspect, but sales planning really is a part in my mind of, of sales training, right? It's a, it's a subset of the, the, you know, overall sales training. So why is sales training as a discipline so important? Um, well, it's a great question. I would say that no one actually wants sales training. Mm -hmm. uh, what they actually want is results. Uh, and I think that, people have a misunderstanding as it pertains to what training is. Um, I, mm -hmm. I think when you're considering training of any kind, uh, planning, obviously execution, it probably has more in common with physical fitness or any kind of fitness activity than it does what you think it, what you think it is, right? So mm -hmm. think about training itself. There's a conceptual side, there's a technical side to it. So I'll kind of define these terms. Uh, a technical skill or a technical category that's skill power, that's competency. So if we're using the gym analogy, that's me learning how to use the bench press, the Peloton, the squat machine, that's all technique. So in mm -hmm. selling, yeah, that's expectation setting, asking the right questions, knowing how and when to talk about budget, 
you know, and so on. That's all scale power, and that's great. Uh, we cover a lot of that. I would say a lot of people focus only on that. Um, and it's interesting you asked the poll question about cold calling, um, because herein lies the second side of the puzzle, which is the conceptual side of selling or life in general. It's the war between your ears. And that's kind of behavior attitude. So keeping along with the same gym analogy, I can have the best technique around bench press, Peloton, but if I don't have the attitude and behavior, then I just have an amazing technique that I'm not actually executing. So the conceptual side is really adding confidence to competence, and that's where you get conviction. So to kind of put a loop on this story, if technique is the scale power bench press, then attitude is realizing I'm going to have to make some sacrifices, do some things I'm not going to like, and I have to eat less calzones and, and more water sticks, aka celery, which we all can recognize only really belong in a Bloody Mary, but I may have to make some sacrifices to get the result. Um, and then behaviorally, I got to go to the gym. So those three things together is really how we get success. And, and I guess the, the last thing I'll say, and to kick back over you, because I think I, maybe we have some, out of the 93 people here, maybe we have some Seinfeld fans in the audience. But one of my favorite clips from Seinfeld was the rental car example, where Jerry and Elaine are in the line to get a rental car. And uh, Jerry says, I'm here to pick up my car. And she, they say, I'm sorry, we only have compacts. And he says, well, I don't understand. I, I reserved a full size. And he's like, well, we don't have any. He says, well, that's not how reservations work. And she's like, sir, I know how, to re how a reservation works. He's like, I don't think you do. Anyone can take the reservation. It's the holding of the reservation that's really the magic. And that's actually a perfect sales planning lesson. Um, anyone can make the plan. It's the doing of the things is where most people kind of fall short. So uh, it's really that connection between the planning, which we're talking about, but also the execution. Um, so yeah, I think that that's how I tend to frame this with clients I work with. Okay. So can you, let's, let's, let's move into uh, sales action plans, right? So that's, that's the focus of today, right? So let's get into the meat of it. So planning for 2021 first, can you, can you define for us? Cause I think I forgot the numbers, but it was fairly small percentage of people, you know, today who with us said they actually have a sales action plan. A few people said, you know, what is that? So the question is, how would you define a sales action plan? And, and then secondly, why is that important? Um, okay. So the way I would define it is a strategic and tactical plan that leads to measurable behaviors that can be tracked consistently daily, weekly, and monthly. And we are incentivizing those behaviors less than the outcome. Um, so that's kind of how I would define it. And, and if it's helpful, I can kind of, I, I can show you a way to do it. But I think that there's, I mean, we could spend, you know, hours or months on this, but if I'm going to kind of simplify it, that there's kind of two general categories that there, there is planning, uh, as a focus of what I refer to as heavy compensation. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example from my world. I do a lot of different activities. I only actually focus on three things. There's only three things as a general bucket or heavy compensation as an overcompensation, heavy emphasis that I do. I do speaking events like this, this counts. Uh, I do active referral generation and I do thought leadership. And thought leadership is 
this probably also counts for that too, but uh, you know, like a blog or a podcast or, you know, social selling brand awareness and all that. And all my business comes from those three places. So every activity that I engage in just feeds one of those three buckets. Okay. Um, so that's the first bit. And then the other part, which we can talk about is um, I would say separating our focus and actually crafting different actions based on where a prospect or client fits in your matrix. And I can hey, show uh, you that. Yeah. I got a question for you mm -hmm. just around the, yeah. the, so these three buckets for you, Nima, why did you choose those buckets? Because um, there's lots of buckets that we could choose that then drive our behavior to then get the results we want, I'm assuming, right? Oh, so, it, 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 yeah, it's a great question. I mean, listen, I, 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 you know, one of the things I say, and by the way, I do still cold call, believe it or not. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, yeah. who, who loves cold calling? You know, people who haven't done it and sales managers, right? Because back in my day, I mean, I, I do. And, I love yeah, it. Yeah, and he's serious. Know, he's well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I probably really enjoy it now because I have so much fun with it. Um, but as far as, and let's face it, it's, it's a lot of low risk practice. I mean, what's the worst that can happen to you? Someone hangs up on you or says, I'm not interested. And I think if we take that hit on the conceptual side, mm -hmm. like it's hard. If we just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, okay, well, there's other fish in the sea, then we're fine. It kind of rolls off our back. Uh, but but to your to your point, uh, Josh, uh, why did I pick those three things? Um, because I refine the cookbook and results uh, twice a year and annually. So I think early in a business, you make reasonable assumptions as to where business may come from. Um, and then as you just literally track where your business comes from, I just realized, and, and keep in mind, I do lots of activities, but when you actually track where most of my business comes from, it's usually connected to one of those three things. So either someone found me, thought my content was good, found me credible, reached out to me to engage in a conversation. Um, it was potentially a, uh, a speaking engagement where I went and did a program and then obviously provided value. And someone says, that was great. I want more of that. And then started the conversation. Uh, and I am absolutely fanatical when it comes to active prospecting and active referral generation. I think a lot of people have referrals as a part of their business. Everyone does. Um, but I try to establish a system around that. Um, you know, it's, it's Emerson's law of compensation, right? The more you give, the more you get. But if you get a referral because someone thinks of you, that's awesome. That's great. You've done a great job. Yeah. I also think that for my behavioral plan, I have it built in that I'm going to help my clients refer me. Uh, and a large part of tactically how you do that is become a, a good storyteller, quite frankly. So, yeah, go, Josh, go ahead. And then I want to transition to, over to having you uh, know that you've got uh, a plan that you want to share. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But okay. I got so many questions for Nima. So, <laughs> okay. So Nima, and, and this is not to put you on the spot, but I'm literally curious, right? You're a pro. So you said that metrics is a key piece of this, right? And mm -hmm. and some sort of a measurable. Do you are you do you have metrics assigned to each of these buckets, or is it really more metrics below, you know, within the bucket and specific actions that you're doing? So you, you know. I, so I guess that's my first question. And then you were saying the second thing was about um, what was it? Uh, active. What, what were you saying? Active uh, referral, referral, active referral generation, active referral. Mm -hmm. generation. I'd love to hear a little bit more what that means. I know people that are listening here would love to know kind of what that means to you and see how that translates well, for us. 
Yeah. What's the no best problem. way to go? Because I know you've got three things that you want to go through today, and that was that last, That's the third one, the active referral generation. So, Come on, Mike, we don't I have mean, to I follow can, a can, script. This yeah, isn't the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can go in any order. Uh, um, and I guess my first question for you, Josh, is now, now do, you, do you want me to go into it now? I can just show you, literally. Or do you want, uh, do, you want to do your bit and then I'll... Uh, how about how about we do how about we get Josh uh, so so I think the, the order I'd like to do this is to have you go through and and I, I want to make this real for the the attendees right I've got promotional products distributors so they've heard us talk about this at a high level and I think what I'd like to see is have you share your actual plan that you personally use right it's a one page plan you put together and it's what you teach in the small group coaching sessions that that we do so a lot of people on this call have they've done this with you but have you walk us through that and then come back and let's go through, Nima's got three things that he really want to talk about, three, you know, top three things to do for a sales action plan. And we'll spend a few minutes on each one of those items. Nima, did you see how I just got muscled? <laughs> I mean, I saw it, but. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Yeah, and maybe, you know, and I love your feedback, Nima. You know, this is one of the perks of having you on. You're a pro if you've got thoughts uh, on this plan, awesome. All right, I am going to officially offend Mike on a, um, uh, what's it called? A technology basis. And I'm going to put up a PDF, not even a PowerPoint. Cause I think I really want people. No, I don't. That's, I'll, no, I'll, no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I think I want no, people I want to, to be able to see the screen. We need to see that. We need to see your plan. Yeah, That's, no. It's a one page plan. It's important. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Okay. So can you see my screen? Yeah, that looks great. Does it? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You can see it. that works. I really appreciate that. <laughs> can I call you sweetheart? Thank you, sweetheart. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So during small group coaching, the 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 first step we take with every single body, every single person that participates in the program, and for those of you that are on this call, you know this well. Uh, we sit down and 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 put together a one-year sales and action plan, and so the timing is really really perfect right now for doing that. That is an example of something that we do on a more roll your sleeves up, uh, let's help you grow your sales business. It, it all starts with with a plan. You know, um, I remember that when I started off in, in my career, I had no business experience, no sales experience, no network, I had nothing. Um, I remember uh, sitting down uh, with my uncle Marvin and he had told me, he's like, well, if you're gonna start a business, uh, you know, you gotta plan your work and then you go and work your plan. And so, you know, that stuck with me, even though my experience is a lot greater, my network is a lot better now, I still go every year and, and set up a plan. And so this is the, the, the tool that we use. Um, we've kind of merged a couple of different tools, but this is the entrepreneurial operating systems model. And essentially uh, on a high level, this is creating a one-year plan with goals and measurables or metrics that then drive where you want to be at a specific date in terms of your sales. And then we break it down into a quarter, a quarterly rock or a 90 day plan. So I'm not going to go through this, this whole process right now, but I just wanted to create a high level example of you can have a one page plan that you can then print and then reference on a daily basis and at least tweak on a quarterly basis as you progress through the year. So the part of doing a plan isn't just, okay, well, I'm gonna do my plan now. I'm gonna be ready in 2021, and then that's it. It's, it's a tool to use to help you stay focused and drive your behavior, 
Am I right on that, Nima? Is that a fair way of putting it? You're rocking it. Awesome. And that's what, and that's what we use. I know you use that for your own personal book of business, Josh, and, and you and I do that for swag coach. Um, I mean, I've got it taped on the wall right here next to me. Uh, you know, our planet, we update that every 90 days. So, you know, yeah. this is what we do and it's what we teach. So, okay. So, and this is an example and you can take a look and see some of the metrics that I use as I'm planning out my work, you know, but for me, it's, if, of course, there's a certain level of revenue and gross profit dollars that I want to generate in my own promotional business, right? Everybody on this call is in the promotional sales. You're thinking sales, how many sales can I generate? But really, we make our money on the gross profit dollars, the profitability on the sale. How are you going to get that profitability? Well, for me, I'm focused on specific metrics. I'm focused on selling company stores. I'm focused on selling $100,000 accounts. I'm focused on my average gross margins. And then I've got a lot of other goals that I set forth um, for the year. And then on a quarterly basis, I'm breaking down these goals into smaller chunks in terms of a 90-day plan and who on my team can help me get to where I want to be to grow this piece of the business. So in essence, that is essentially a one-year plan and how we go about kind of driving the process and what we're going to do with small group coaching, our, our members um, that are participating now. And for anybody else that's interested, uh, Mike, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But this is where it starts and ends. This is how we stay focused. Um, this is how we stay on point and drive our drive our schedules and drive our results. So how do I do, Nima? Awesome. Can I be an apprentice for your business? <laughs> want to take a pay cut sure <laughs> <laughs> so nemo let's go through the top three and others there's 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 three uh three three topics or three uh, top three things that someone can do to put together a uh you know a sales action plan i know that if i recall you told me the first is strategic account plan right so mm. why, why don't we walk through each one of those in turn so strategic action plan right is the first one yeah, so um, I'll just kind of set expectations from, from my side. I mean, I, okay. I, I have a few slides. Um, don't be surprised if I go sure. on and off screen share. I like to be kind of engaged. Uh, I'm yeah. a pretty technically proficient person, but in my in-person classroom, I'm a whiteboard guy anyway. Um, so uh, don't be surprised if you see me kind of start and stop share. And then sure. just stop me with any questions. Um, the order doesn't really matter so much. You'll see that strategic account uh, planning and uh, building a behavioral plan, they kind of go you know, hand in hand, but I'll just go ahead and share. Um, so uh, you guys see my screen? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty simple guy. Uh, and, and I'm a big believer in just making things as simple as possible. Um, and whether that's in training in general, I mean, human beings just don't learn with the fire hose. Uh, so if you do nothing else, there's plenty of stuff that you can do, but I just pick three things. You know, if you do nothing else, maybe these three things, one of the three, all three will be helpful in really moving the needle for you all in 2021. So um, I'll just kind of dive into it. So strategic account management planning and CARE is an acronym. It's just stands for keep, attain, recapture, and expand. One of the misconceptions I think people have about sales and business, and I'm just gonna acknowledge the 800 pound girl in the room, is that so much of this stuff just isn't sexy. It's not fun. I mean, you know, at least not for many people. Obviously, some people love it, 
But some of these things are hard to do because they're, they're not as fun to do. The idea of actually planning and being strategic, I think we like the idea of it. But one of the biggest, I guess, ahas I had probably back in my mental device days is that we all want to treat our clients well, but they're not all treated the same. And so what CARE is, is CARE is an acronym. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of go through it. What this is, is, a, is it's about, actually, it's both a strategic and tactical way to separate your clients into four buckets and craft actions specific to where they are. So I'll define them um, briefly uh, and then also let you know that those traits there, those are kind of generic traits. Everyone's traits will be different. But you think about like, what is a keep account, a keep client? You, you, you appreciate them, you want their business, they're consistent orderers. However, there isn't really room to expand for whatever reason. They, they've been steady Eddie forever. You still wanna take care of them. So they're current maintenance clients, profitability is good. Growth potential is not necessarily there. Low level of vulnerability because you have a good relationship. Um, by the way, uh, a nice lesson is your best client is your competitor's top prospect. Um, so it's just the idea of how do you keep them um, and keep them satisfied, but also we have to recognize that we are going to spend more of energy in expanding and attaining. So that's keep. Uh, attain is typically what people think of about their ideal client profile. So even if you've never heard this acronym before, everyone has an attain category because that's just net new business. So business you're going after that you don't have a relationship with, you don't have business with, that's attain, identifying what that is, and that becomes your net new uh, prospect and client pool. Recapture, listen, for whatever reason, they stopped working with you, they went with someone else, they told you no three months ago, six months ago. Obviously right now, the world we're in, there are probably people on this call who had the whole, let's hit the pause button, you know, for, and sometimes for very reasonable reasons. You know, uh, a trade show was getting ready to do a lot of promo products and, and the world shut down. So just because it was a no for now doesn't mean it was a no forever. So recapture are the people who we want to recapture and bring them back into the fold. And expand is the definition of, of well, the upsell is going deep and wide with the relationship you currently have. So when we separate these things, and as I mentioned, um, these traits are gonna be different uh, for every company. Like, so I'll use my example. I got plenty of keep clients. I love them. You know, great business. They attend my sales mastery program and they, I love them. I treat them phenomenally well. And then I have expand uh, clients. They're hiring five salespeople a month. Um, they are hiring sales managers. They're building plans for exit. Um, and then there's plenty of people who said, hey, you know, Nima, I'm not sure if virtuals for us when the world back opens back up again, I'd love to come back in the classroom. Well, those are my recaptures. And obviously attain is all the net new business. So um, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I got a quick question for you. So just, so what you're saying for us, right? We're, we're in the promotional business, mm -hmm. take our current bucket of um, customers, clients, and, uh, and kind of break them out into these, these four categories so that we can almost like visually see, okay, this is where our customer base fits in. Uh, you're, you're, the, 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 the the descriptors below it may change, but what you're saying is this idea of keep, attain, recapture, expand, break it into these four buckets, your current mm -hmm. customers. Is that what you're saying? And prospects. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and I know there's a, there's a hand raised. So we can take that question or, but, but these are kind of the generic examples. 
how, and, you know, obviously keep in mind that this does take, take work. We probably, I'm going to give you as much as I can in the 20 or so minutes we have, but the, uh, but when you actually create your own, you identify your customized attributes. Like what does that actually mean in your world? What is a keep, attain, expand? So you identify the customized attributes, then you place actual clients in where they fit. And then the beauty of this is uh, I, I don't fancy myself a marketer, but a lot of the actions that are taken are can be segmented based off of where they are. Um, whether it's a new service for an expand uh, account, you can actually use this tactically to influence your messaging, your behavior. Um, so it's actually a fairly simple idea, but I'm surprised. I mean, and this is actually an enterprise selling tool. So to define that briefly, I, I have clients that have seven minute sales cycles. I have clients that have two plus year sales cycles. Um, wow. And originally when I would talk about care, it was for my, my large enterprise clients. And then I realized actually everyone needs this. It, it's not because it's an, it's not a function of, I mean, I think everyone can benefit from this because it, it can then dictate your behavior. Um, oh, I mean, listen, I've been in the business for 25 plus years. If, if I would have been able to execute, if I could just have all the clients that I've ever worked with as my current clients, my business would be tenfold. You know, it's just, that's, that's the nature of the beast, even though I'm amazing at taking care of my customers. You sure are. Mike. Sure. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and, and one more thing I want to throw in there. Um, and this, this may not exist in, in, in your all's world. It definitely exists in mine, but not everyone deserves to be your client. Um, that there are times where we have the right to very, very nicely fire a client for whatever reason. So when you use this, this technique, when you're actually auditing your own process, you actually look and say, okay, is there profitability that's acceptable? Is this a good profit margin for us? So it, it's, it also gives us permission to you kind of, the, the, the challenge I think we all have, and I, um, I have two separate coaches I work with. And ironically, my two separate coaches in many ways work with me on the very same things that I help clients with. Because when it's my problem, I'm too emotionally close to it. I can't be yeah. objective, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when you think about that, it's with your team or with yourself kind of looking back and just saying, all right, well, where's this account fit in my matrix A? And B, is the juice worth the squeeze? I, I know we all want every single client and if it makes sense, keep them, but there's probably times where you, you guys say, well, you know what, <laughs> this, like I may not want to recapture this client. It's just, it's just not worth it for me. Just kind of as an aside. But you know what, that takes a certain, I don't know if this comes into your conceptual piece of it, but that takes a certain mindset, right? Especially during COVID, our industry is so competitive. You know, mm. people, you know, there are a lot of people that have lost business. The idea of actually firing a customer when your business is down or when you're, you know, you're scratching and clawing to just, you know, survive or thrive is, mm. takes discipline. It takes, you know, it, it to be able to, but it's so, I completely agree with you. It's, it's critical because then it allows you to focus your time and your energy on productive relationships. You know, building long-term meaningful relationships is a big piece of, of what we focus on because that's how you are gonna scale, that's how you're gonna expand. You need to have a relationship, so. Yeah, so guys, I'll tell you what, go ahead, Michael. No, well, oh, finish Mike, your thought. Oh, hello, then, Mike. 
Now, finish the thought, name, and then I, I want to move us forward to the uh, the, the next the next step. Yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, okay. you know, um, uh, obviously, being very very cognizant of the time we're in, um, I, I still feel that it also takes a little chicken wings is what it takes uh, from Tommy Boy, the best salesman of all time. Not tactics wise, bad technique. But we think about the movie Tommy Boy, the famous chicken wing scene. It's the nature of of really not letting any one situation sink your ship, right? When Tommy Boy's like, I didn't care if I got the chicken wings, I got half a meat lover's pizza in the trunk. Now it's not easy, but, and we can't control certain things, but I, I feel, uh, I'm not trying to control the world around me and change things I can't control. But I think that conviction also comes from a pipeline that has opportunities in there so that, uh, you know, we can maybe, if it makes sense to say, you know what? Um, I'd love to earn this person's business. I don't need their business. Again, conceptually simple doesn't make it easy. Um, so, okay. yeah. Mike, I know you want to move on, but I have a really yeah. important question for Nima, which Quick is question. this. Do you, any okay. of the, the, because you're dealing with larger companies and sales forces and these types of groups, right, Nima? Um, are, there, are any of your clients in a commodity business or do they have a more of a unique kind of uh, strategic advantage because they sell a technology or I, I don't know? Uh, I would say it's a pretty good mix, but I'll tell you um, probably 30%, if not more of my business is in areas that would define themselves as a commodity. Now, by the way, when I say commodity, I don't mean they're not, they don't have value um, obviously, but I mean, yeah, when you think of like professional services, uh, insurance, financial advisors, digital marketing agencies, yeah, people yeah. selling to homeowners. Yeah, I, I work with all of them. And so they would kind of view themselves a little bit as, as a commodity, um, but obviously have value to deliver. So yeah. Um, and then of course we have people who are uh, have a unique solution, um, but no, it's a good mix. Well, uh, yeah. And we don't have to get into it today, but maybe we'll have you back if you're interested and talk about how do you how you coach them on strategically separating themselves from the competition, especially on in the, in the commodity space. So, okay, Mike, yeah. sorry. To, in, yeah. I in, think that'd be a hot topic. I agree uh, for this, this audience, Josh. Absolutely. So I, I know the, 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 the second uh, topic is around building the cookbook and mm. I want to save time at the end here for active referral generation and a couple of uh, show notes that we'll do at the end. But so can you talk about the, the, the this, what do you mean by building a, a cookbook? Yeah, and, and this answer is kind of Josh's question before about how mm -hmm. do I build matrix uh, or metrics rather into this. So again, stay on the rule. Um, you can't really manage something you can't control. So do what you can to, to, I mean, obviously manage your outcomes, manage your, your goals, but really manage your behavior. Um, and so that's the nature of a cookbook. So I'll, I'll kind of show you some generic examples. I'm not saying this has to be your cookbook. But if you think about like what a tactical sales plan is, it's something like this. And again, this is, I'm keeping it very, very simple, but it's actually, if, if these are things that are, that are relevant to you, um, such as a cold call, well, you're going to set a goal for frequency, have a goal. It might not be a goal. I'm going to sell 20 deals off a cold call, but you can certainly incentivize the behavior as in, I'm going to make the call and have a conversation. Um, and so the, and I'll, I will literally show you mine as well. Um, I don't know if you can see this, it's a little too small, but this is literally a simplified version and pretty much 90% of my cookbook. So, you know, I have cold dials in there, uh, referrals asked for, 
LinkedIn, um, you know, in mail and, and things like that. Referrals received. I do track my, my what I received. Um, I also track the referrals I've given. Right. We, you know, I know givers gains kind of a cliche, but you know, it's I'm it yeah, it is what it is. Right. But it's that it's the Emerson's law of compensation. I actually track that too. Virtual networking events. This counts. Virtual speaking and gigs. This counts. Um, appointments, book, thought leadership. And then, you know, other things too, right? Workouts, journaling to clean out the head trash um, that I sometimes have. And it's kind of simplistic, but like if, if we fast forward to Friday and I have done these behaviors, I had a good week. <laughs> um, now, the reason why we do that is because then I can break down the results based on behavior attitude technique. Let's say I refine this cookbook plan quarterly. I wouldn't refine it too quickly to see if it's going to work, but let's say I hit all my behaviors and didn't get the results. Well, I might be doing the right behaviors, but my technique needs improvement. Um, or I'm having a great message, uh, but I'm fishing in the wrong ponds. <laughs> great messaging, wrong ponds, right? Um, and so when you actually can break it down, you can really just audit yourself and your team and say, okay, is it the right behavior? I just need to do more of it. Is it the right technique? I didn't need a new pond. Um, and that's kind of how we do it. And then again, this is just really simple. I mean, this is uh, nothing more than uh, whether it's a yellow legal pad is I'm, I don't even care about the, the days necessarily, but if you're going to build the behavioral plan, um, activity, 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 set a goal for behavior, track how you hit it. So this is an example, you know, if this is someone's behavioral plan, they're going to, you know, social selling is a part of it. I'm a believer in journaling. They want to practice their technique. They want to use LinkedIn emails or emails as part of their prospecting tools. Again, I have mindfulness is on there. Remember that recapture thing? Well, that becomes a behavior as in I've identified who my recaptures are and I'm going to reach out to two of them, whatever it is per week. And then recon is an acronym. It's like a referral acronym um, that uh, stands for uh, remember, evaluate, changes, opportunities, and next steps. It doesn't necessarily relate to every world, but it's really just nature of, and we can even talk about that in the last section around referral generation. But, but this is a, this is a behavioral cookbook. And I know it probably seems, seems super simple. It is. <laughs> well, you know, and this is great because yeah. I think it, it is about keeping it simple. You know, if it gets overwhelming or, or right. nobody does it, I don't do it. Right. You know, it's gotta be simple, easy to just remember and kind of help you know, become part of my routine. So yeah. like my experience around some of these things is I love, I love what you were saying, Nima, about, you know, almost, you know, after 90 days, take pause, see, even if you're doing the behavior, if it's not getting the results you want, tweak it. Right. And I've, I've done that in, in my own business, you know, like social posting hasn't really been a, a value for me, mm -hmm. you know, um, on the sales side of things, you know, swag coach is good, but on the, on the sales side. So, um, uh, but I love, I love that and just getting into a rhythm and doing these things and just keeping it simple and something that you can print and track. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. So let, let's take about uh, three or four minutes to talk through active referral generation, Nima. That's, yeah. that's really important. I think we could probably do an entire show just on that, but let's, let's see what we can cover in a few minutes. Oh yeah, no, no, no problem. So, yeah, um, and, I, and then we've got, I know Josh has got a special, uh, we've got a few show notes and a couple of things we're gonna share about Swag Coach at year end. So, but yeah. yeah. So, so I'll give you guys some two thoughts and techniques around that. Um, to take a very, very brief, as in like 20 second step back, 
remember at the beginning of this behavioral plan conversation, I talked about how I kind of only do three things. Mm-hmm. Think about even though I have all those activities, the outcomes of those feed those three things. If I'm even if I'm cold calling, the outcome of a cold call might be, I tell you what, yeah, I got this crash of class coming up next week. If you want to attend as my guest, you're more than happy to. I'm actually feeding that bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, so even the behaviors then feed your actual focus. So, or I've cold called to get on a podcast, right? And that's it's simple because that's valuable to, to me. So that it all feeds it together. So let's talk a little about um, active versus passive referrals. We all get passive referrals. I do as well. And, and by passive, here's what that means. It means that someone thought of you and referred you because they value you, existing client, referral partner, whatever. And they're just like someone maybe even literally said, I'm looking for a great company that does X. And they say, oh, I got just the company and they refer you. That's great. That's awesome. It's passive because the refer the referrer took the action. Active is we take the action. So he, here's the problem I found. Um, I can probably tell you exactly what Josh is going to say. If I say, even if Josh finds me remotely credible, which is a big if, um, big, I, if. if I, big if, if I said, hey, Josh, out of curiosity, you know, I don't suppose you know anyone who might be a good introduction for me on the sales training, management training side. Now, Josh may say the following, I can't think of anyone, but I will keep you in mind. And it's because as much as I adore Josh, he didn't wake up this morning thinking, how can I refer NEMA sales training business? So the way in which I talk about incorporating simple storytelling is we have to make it easy for our clients who know us or people in our front network to refer us. And the best way to do it is to craft kind of small stories. And you guys can figure out what your stories are. But here's what, and I'll put it together in a little talk track because there's a little bit of vulnerability there. I don't necessarily need it because let's face it, I own a sales training company. They're not surprised when a sales training company does this. Other people, they don't like the idea of it. Um, So I'll kind of do an example of this, almost showing the vulnerability that you don't necessarily need, but it's just bringing it all together. I could say to Michael, you know, hey, Michael, listen, um, I hope you can appreciate 2020 has been a crazy year for all of us. I had this big goal in early 2020 to do a better job asking existing clients of mine for introductions and referrals. I got to tell you, I haven't necessarily done the best with that thus far. Um, Let's do this. Are, Are you comfortable with me sharing a few situations in which my company has proved to be a good resource and if someone comes to mind, perhaps we can talk about making an introduction. And he'll be, by the way, if no one comes to mind, that's okay too. Uh, and that's a little like upfront contract to just get them comfortable with it because people do mm-hmm. want to help. And then as far as like the strategic storytelling piece, it's just really simple. I, I think right now there's a lot of things, again, I don't, I don't profess to know your world, but there's a lot of things that are changing. I mean, w- whether it's companies that had a, b- a bunch of money allocated for in-person trade events and now they're repurposing that budget elsewhere or obviously i saw in the chat you know people who are looking for great client gifts in a virtual world or even simple things like not not simple obviously but things that are so important like ppe as people come back to the office we just need to put Mm -hmm. those into little stories and obviously make those stories relevant to the person you're speaking to so something as simple as you know here's what we're seeing right now is that there are a lot of companies that previously were focused on this and now based on the environment they're in, they're kind of shifting and they're looking for X, Y, and Z. Um, those could be 
whatever, dental offices, pediatricians. So I'm gonna pause there. Out of curiosity, did anyone come to mind when I mentioned, I wouldn't say pain gap, but did, did anyone come to mind when I mentioned that? And some may say, now that you mention it, <laughs> and it's a subtle change, but it goes from, I can't think of anyone, I'll keep you in mind, to now that you mention it. And it's our job to just paint these little stories and then let someone else say, actually, I do know someone who fits in that mold and then make it really low pressure, you know, yeah. to make the introduction. So I know we want some time for Q&A, Michael, but hopefully I, I stay on track there. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I, I really like the approach you took there. It's, it's a, uh, it's a softer approach versus just saying, Hey, you know, uh, do you, do you know anyone you could refer you know, me to or you know, who, whatever could use my services? It's, it's putting somebody on the spot. It's very direct. Uh, I think you have to warm them up, help engineer their thinking uh, down that path and make it easier for them. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a technique kind of, I call a rescue where you're saying, you know, can you mentor me? You know, can you kind of help me? You know, they're showing that vulnerability, you know, it's, I kind of struggle with this. It's kind of hot, but you know, and you walk them through that process. I, I find it to be very effective. I'm, you know, using similar, similar approaches uh, to that. And it's just part of human nature. I think, you know, it's, it's great. I like it. How can people find you Nima, uh, for, 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 to learn more about what you do in the Sandler sales oh, yeah. offer? Yeah, so I'll tell you what I'll, I'll do. I'll just go ahead just to make it easier. Uh, if mm -hmm. you guys you want to just uh, take a little screenshot here or whatever. Um, so for me, uh, the nice thing is my name is Nima. So Nima at Sandler.com. There's not a lot of Nimas running around. Um, okay. So definitely connect with me on LinkedIn, Nima Semnani. Uh, social stuff is here. Um, and then email, phone. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot of this stuff, obviously, on, on social. And as I mentioned, thought leadership mm -hmm. is... So if you want to connect me, I'd love okay. to, yeah, do that. So no, Nima, Nima, when I hear your name, it reminds me of my favorite band tool. Do you know why? <laughs> I should know why. I, okay. What yeah. do you got? Because they have a new album out and they have a song. Well, not new album. Anyway, it's called Numa. I'm like, Numa, Nima. Awesome. <laughs> and for those of you out there, you should be listening to Numa while listening yeah. to Nima. So awesome. Um, Josh, oh um, yeah. well, let's just do just real quick, uh, I, I, and this is your show, uh, someone asked a question about, uh, does this work well in email and LinkedIn? The answer is yes and no. It, it's tonality is important and also reciprocity is important. So does it work? Sure, but I would really try to drive it into a phone conversation rather than put it into an email. And, okay. and just to follow up on that, because I saw that too from Courtney, thank you, uh, is, one tactic that works well for me that you may consider is um, doing your homework. So I'll go on, on LinkedIn and I'll look and see through my connections who they're connected to that I want a referral to. And I'll kind of ask essentially my contact, how well do you know this person? Mm. Okay. And that's really the first question. How well do you know this person? Oh, I don't know them or I know them really well. I'm like, then they let me know they know them well would you consider sending the following referral request? And then I literally mm -hmm. write it out for them to just forward. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. different, different ways it. to kind of build the referral base uh, on LinkedIn. That's one way. I love it. Yeah. Josh, let's, let's take care of a couple of things we have for show notes. And I, I want to, yes, yeah, so if anyone needs, I uh, would like to follow up with Nima, you can find his emails uh, is in the chat there. Josh, can you tell everyone about small group coaching what's coming up? And cause we've got, 
you've we've laid out the year we've planned the entire uh year ahead and we've got a lot of exciting things i'm going to put up a poll for everyone one of the things that we're offering in december is a free 30-minute coaching session so uh to to a handful of people and i'll put up the poll for that if anyone is interested in in working uh with me or with josh on a on a 30-minute coaching session we're only going to do a handful of these for sake of time we're going to do them in december but we'll talk about uh you know your vision for the 12 months what needs to happen for you to achieve that vision obstacles to success ideas and resources that might be available to you and the other thing we'll be able to do is share with you what what i i call the the, the top you know 10 percent of distributors are doing or even the top five percent who are really having phenomenal years we're talking to these distributors day in and day out and we're we're able to really differentiate and understand what is working in the industry and we can share some of those with you so i'll put this poll up uh as josh is talking here in a minute but if you're interested in setting up a session we're gonna do five of these in december we can't do more for sake of time but if you'd like it uh put your name in the hat and, and we'll we will follow up so josh what can you tell them about the small group coaching program yes um so for those of you that are interested in really scaling your businesses scaling your sales profitably uh, we offer a program called small group coaching uh, twice a month, we meet once as a full group. You can kind of see the image here of some of our participants. Thanks for sharing your picture. That's awesome. Um, and we'll tackle specific topics around a workshop. Uh, this would be an example. You know, maybe on a topic uh, on sales planning is definitely one that we kind of roll our sleeves up and get into. Um, strategic selling, targeting a niche market, um, managing your time. CRM systems, a variety of, of topics. That's once a month. And then the, the best part about this program is the community. It's the opportunity to learn from other sales pros like yourselves and learn how they do their business, best sales practices to help them scale. And then we create an accountability structure, groups of five people uh, to help you focus on your plan and, and stay on point. So our next class officially starts December 21st. Um, and for those of you that are interested in applying. Fantastic. Okay. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Uh, some really great success stories coming out of this. It's been a lot of fun. This is an elite group of distributors nationally who take part in the program. And uh, I think we all, we all benefit from it. So, uh, okay. Let's, let's wrap, uh, let's wrap then. And uh, Nima, we'll give you uh, parting thoughts here. What, you know, where do people get started? They want to get ready for 2021. What are the first steps they want to take? Uh, be better than zero. So just pick three things, focus on it. Um, three, you know, three goals, three behaviors, write them down, track it. Um, I mean, honestly, that, that would be my, as far as where to get started. Yeah. You know, keep it simple. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Nima, this is great. I can tell you that uh, you've, you've built a real career in this and you, you shared a lot of useful information. We're excited. I'd love to have you back, uh, but thank you. Josh, take us home. Yeah. Nima, thanks a million. Really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. We're glad to get you on the schedule here. And to Mike's point, hopefully you will come back. Um, learned a ton. You know, this is the spirit of the, of the call. Peer-to-peer -peer learning, mm -hmm. get a chance to learn best sales practices. I don't profess to know everything, neither does Mike. You know, just to learn from you has been great. To learn from from the participants, 
Speaking of, thank you everybody for taking the time in 2020 for joining us. Whether it's your first time or your 23rd time, we really appreciate you taking uh, taking a time, the time and, and participating. You know, we're a community and we've, we've helped each other a lot through 2020. Here's to 2021, settling back down to a little bit more normal, getting back into uh, a normal way of doing things. And hopefully everybody will stay healthy and have a happy holiday season. And we'll be back in uh, January of 2021. All right. Woohoo! Thanks, right. guys. See Have a great year in. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. That was fun. Bye bye. Awesome. <laughs>